Hello. I'm excited to present a brand new episode of the Retail Podcast by Bio.ai. If you're just joining us, our podcast showcases trailblazers who are making significant waves in the retail industry. We feature tech experts, dedicated entrepreneurs, executives from enterprises, and other remarkable individuals who share their insights into the ever-evolving world of retail. Today, we have the honor of hosting a true pioneer in the fashion and retail realm. Originating from Italy and holding a master's degree in business and branding from Oxford, Giovanni has dedicated more than two decades to transforming the fashion industry. His journey has taken him from the United Kingdom to the Netherlands, from Hong Kong to New York, where he has assumed key roles. Currently, as the Senior Vice President of Global Visual Experience, he leads various teams such as visual merchandising, 3D creative studio, brand events, and digital experience. Hi, Giovanni. It's truly a pleasure to have you with us today. Welcome to the Retail Podcast by Bureau.ai. Thank you so much for having me and hello, everybody. Okay, great. So shall we get started? Let's do it. Let's begin. Awesome. So tell us about where it all started and what inspired your transition from you being a visual merchandiser to now a visual experience professional at Coach. Do you know, actually, I got into my job by accident. I know that sounds that sounds like a cliche, but I was um, I was a um, sales associate at Uniqlo back in the days when I was at university, and uh, I started to understand a little bit about retail and a little bit about styling. And uh, when the Japan team flew from Japan to the UK for its store opening at Uniqlo, I put my name down to do some extra hours, and I just fell in love with the power of VM. Uh, it's like a silent seller somehow. Like there's so much work that happens behind the scenes that people don't even know. Um, and cut long story short, when I left university, they offered me a full-time job into the team and somehow I never looked back. Right. And I'm sure it's been quite a journey for you. And um, I'm sure being in this industry for so long, you will agree that visual experience is an integral part of retail. I mean, it can truly make or break a consumer's shopping journey, right? And I remember talking to you for the first time and you'd mentioned how Coach repositioned the bags from modern luxury to expression luxury. And I'd love to know a little bit more about that. Yeah, do you know, I think I think especially, uh, I think since the pandemic, I think we've been doing a lot of work to um, just better connect with our consumers on an emotional level, uh, versus just selling a bags or just putting bags on a shelf. I think those days are really over, especially now that consumers have learned how to shop online, right? But now they also want to go back into their stores. So the way of shopping has totally changed. And I think uh, what we're doing in Coach is really following the customers, really, uh, really putting the customer at the center of everything. We actually use the word uh, consumer obsession. Mm -hmm. uh, because not only we are consumer focused, but we're obsessed about them, right? We need to move faster. Uh, we also need to be able to speak to them differently depending on the geography because we operate across so many different regions uh, and each region is incredibly, uh, incredibly different. So, um, and and yeah, I think that's really been the approach uh, that's helped shape um, not just, of course, the visual experience strategy, but most strategies where it comes to product design, marketing, um, and things like that. So um, we are on a journey of expressive luxury, and I think uh, the first chapter was our uh, Little Nas campaign, Courage to Be Real, which launched uh, over a year and a half ago now globally. 
Um, that was then followed by Imatabi, uh, which was also quite successful. Uh, and we're now running uh, Where Your Shine campaign, which is the third chapter of the Courage to Be Real campaign. So very excited to see that customers are reacting to it, um, not just in the United States, but globally. And there is so much more to come. Absolutely. You mentioned about customer experience and I do have some questions for you on that in just a bit. But before we jump into that, um, I'd like to talk about visual experience. Tell us, Giovanni, what is visual experience and what ways do you believe it kind of influences a consumer shopping experience? So I feel I feel like uh, visual experience is a very broad topic right i think one of the one of the ways we're approaching visual experience is through the five senses but so when i think about in the past maybe only the sight was important right because you see something beautiful and you want to buy you want to shop right now we're approaching things to make things fully immersive so we're looking at things like sound we're looking at things like touch we're looking at things like smell, for example. So we really want to make sure that you get fully immersed into the experience. Some of those elements, you may not even notice they're there, but somehow mm -hmm. they touch you on an unconscious level uh, from a customer perspective. So that's a little bit of some of the work that we've been doing. So a coach, for example, we are looking at, of course, a great design. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's not enough for us. So how we activate the design as well is critically important. So like, is there, you know, like, do we open up the new store, for example, with a very special event that speaks to the local customers? Uh, how do we kind of engage that community, right? So because having a shiny object without the community, it's, it's I don't think it's successful, right? I think we want to have a great looking installation, but at the same time, a place where consumers and also new consumers feel very comfortable coming to, um, even if they don't shop coach, at least they are consuming the brand and they're speaking the word and, you know, the, the philosophy of coach, I think that's good enough. Um, so, uh, so that's for me a little bit about the different approach that we have taken. Uh, of course, the other big piece for me um, as part of the visual experience strategy is this idea of blending physical and digital we call it fidgetal right. um which maybe in the past and during the pandemic for some brands was a little bit forced everybody's like oh my god we have to go digital i'm like what well, does it really make sense it's a help in the consumer journey so i think we kind of took a step back and just saying we are adding digital when it makes sense uh, and we also adding digital when it makes the consumer journey easier faster but also more interesting more engaged i mean adding a screen doesn't mean it's better Right. And digital can mean so many things that just screens. Uh, so we're looking at the hidden layer of digital mm -hmm. uh, that can help facilitate a better customer experience. So again, there is a lot of things that happen behind the scenes that when you look at some of those great installations, you don't really see. But I think they're fundamental to the success. And I think it's safe to assume that there's truly so much to visual experience. And I absolutely love what Coach does with it. Now that you shared about the digital aspect of a retail experience, maybe it's time to touch upon that a little bit. Um, we hosted our flagship AI transformation event, Rebuild, in Jamaica early this year. And uh, the head of digital for one of Middle East's largest marketplace shared about how their innovative approach sort of combines digital convenience to achieve great in-store experiences. And I also recently read that Coach is tapping into newer ways to engage with customers. And that includes Coach bringing in AR mirror and AR storefront tech to the Soho store in New York. I'm curious to know about this. Tell us how Coach utilizes technology to elevate the visual aspects um, of their customer experience and overcoming challenges that may come with it. 
Yeah, so I think we are taking a little bit maybe a different approach to technology and digital than some of the other brands. What what the word that we use internally is experimentation and testing and learning. As you know, technology changes and moves so fast. Yeah. Uh, so we are looking at different projects to test and learn. And then once we learn, then we roll out, right? Instead of really going big from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um we really want to understand what the customer reaction is, especially for new technology. Uh, I love that you noticed that zero ten partnership uh, for our AR Magic Mirror in Soho, which was incredibly successful uh, back in the summer. And stay tuned because we are rolling out something even bigger for the holiday season on the next few weeks, actually, uh, in five North America location. Um, what we saw there, we really saw uh, a much higher engagement of customers just coming by and coming through the doors of the coach store. It was really the first time that the AR technology was actually used in a window, not in a fitting room or inside the store. Um, and it was just something fantastical about it, right? Like there's one thing about seeing a real bag on you, but you can go inside the store and wear the bag yourself. So what's the point, right? So we were adding um, more like 3D effects, for example. Um, the idea was more about what, what, you know, who is your tabby? What is your tabby? So depending on the bag that you select, then you have a different kind of ornamental outfit that complements your bag selection. Uh, and we're doing something special um, for the holiday season, depending on the gift that you pick for your loved one. So what was happening at the time was not only you could see the bag on you, but you could also just share uh, what you were wearing and how you were wearing it with your friends and your loved ones. And somehow that created a little bit of a knockoff effect of social media, um, right. especially through Instagram and TikTok. And of course, it was just a great thing to do with friends. Um, so we saw number one, higher traffic in the stores. Uh, but the second one, we also saw like a much longer period of time of the customer spending inside the store. So we had a mirror in the window and we had a mirror inside the store. And we saw that the mirror in the window was highly impactful. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, so the mirror in the window will basically get people to come into the store, but then the mirror inside the store will let people convert. So they had different, somehow different objectives. Uh, and we loved our partnership with Zero Ten. Of course, they're best in class uh, into this space and cannot wait for you guys to see what we are up to for holiday. It's going to be really fun. I'm very, very excited about this. And, uh, and um, yeah, I mean, going back to the visual experience part, right? Coach takes great pride in the approach to visual experience itself. And how does visual experience impact a customer's shopping journey? Um, I'm very, very interested to know the key aspects of visual experience that can either enhance or detract from their overall shopping experience. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so I guess I, I know I mentioned already like the focus around the five senses. I think that's definitely critical for us. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the other big piece for me uh, that you and I talked about a little bit before is this idea of localization. Yeah. So I know that many brands kind of like do a big cut and paste globally. I think, you know, we have really learned how to maybe have a global consistent message mm -hmm. and a global consistent look and feel when it comes to experience, but really tailor the experience of the local customers and the local nuances. Yeah. Uh, and again, you know, more than me that just by moving from Japan to China, you have a totally different customer base. Uh, and I think a coach will really take pride in taking the time to understand the local customer uh, and really approaching the experience to tailor it to them. So um, just an example, for example, we have launched some local pop-ups across China or across Japan, which are totally different. Like in Japan, uh, 
we launched years ago, like something called Coach Mart, mm-hmm. um, which was basically an amplification of a of the Mart. You know, the Mart is like the 911, 711, or the Coach supermarket that is all across Japan. And we converted that into a Coach store, for example. Oh, wow. Another example is when we launched at Tabby uh, across the world this spring summer, um, we actually took over a temple in Arajuku in Tokyo. And instead of going up with a global creative, we customized uh, the offering uh, through, uh, for example, like a local tea house uh, seating arrangement or even like local ice cream that was more relevant to the Japan customer. So again, the look and feel was very consistent, but the adaptation to the country was incredibly impactful. So again, it's a lot of work, um, but we have some really good talented teams around the world. And I think that's been part of the success story uh, as well. And I have many, 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 many more examples of what this could be and look like. So, but this gives a little bit of um, of an answer to your question. Absolutely. And I'm absolutely a huge fan of Coach's take on visual merchandising. And um, we've already spoken about Coachtopia, but I think I should bring this up here. Um, my experience at Coachtopia in Singapore was a dream come true for any ardent coach fan, right? Um, it was a journey through the brand's history, craftsmanship, and innovation. And it left me with a deeper appreciation for the brand and a memory that I will treasure for years to come. I'm quite intrigued about this. Could you share more about Coachtopia and the creative concept that inspired this distinctive store setup? Yes, yeah, so Coachtopia just launched less than a year ago. Uh, our first installation was in London, in Suffragists, mm-hmm. uh, where we previewed the collection. And and uh, Singapore Shop House was just the next stop, really, into the into this conversation. Uh, Coachtopia is really a sub-brand of Coach that it's 100% circular. Uh, this means that, you know, instead of, you know, in the traditional fashion houses, the designers does the design, then you know the product team goes and buy the raw materials. Here we're basically looking at we're looking at scrap, so we're making things from things that are not going to be used. Uh, this is from a design perspective. So what we have done from a VM standpoint, we're taking the same approach. So instead of building new elements, um, all the things that you saw in Singapore Shop Us, for example, were, were already made. Uh, and they were made modular, they were made circular, means that after the Singapore Shop Pass installation comes down, they would be reduced in different installations. So uh, what you saw there, for example, was the Inokra. Uh, all the rises were made out of uh, coach scrap leather. This means that we collected all the leather from all the factories and then created rises and um, elements and platters and trays out of them. Uh, even the neons that you saw in Singapore Chopas were not new neons. They were made out of scrap neons that were supposed to be discarded, for example. Even things like hangers, bus forms, all elements within the experience were incredibly circular. Um, and we we were celebrating circular in a very big way in Singapore Chopas because we took the word circular so literal that even when you walk in, you had a circular, right? You remember, you had like a little circle where yeah. you actually shop. Um, and then because it's a very utopian brand, uh, we also took the blue and the clouds to the next level. So we had cloud prints at the front, uh, but we also had a um, Coachtopia cloud experience on the top floor where um, you can really become a cloud in the digital world through not only through the screen, but also through your phone and you can engage with your friends. So again, merging that physical um, with the digital experience. We actually just launched Coachtopia in China yesterday. Uh, 
a coach uh, at the International Expo in Shanghai, uh, and Coach Strope will be launching in China stores in the in the second half of the year. So we're very excited about it. Lovely. And I think combining visual, visually appealing experiences with sustainability is really the way to go. And Coach Topia is indeed an experience. I can vouch for that. Um, with all the effort that's gone into Coach Play and Coach Topia, it makes me think that the brand always thinks about its customers. And that's what we spoke about um, earlier as well, right? With physical experiences being a strong heritage for the brand, how does Coach ensure that it remains in sync with evolving consumer trends? And how does this affect your strategy for designing visual experiences? Tell us about Coach's customer-first approach and the experimenting that goes behind it. Yeah, so this is something I was talking about at the beginning. I think there is definitely a level of uh, a consumer obsession. Of course, we work very closely with our strategy team and our consumer insight team here at Coach. Uh, and, you know, believe it or not, before we actually introduced uh, the expressive luxury positioning, we traveled uh, across the U.S. and kind of really met customers in their homes, um, Gen Z and young millennials, to really understand what was the perception of the brand, uh, what did they think about the brand? Of course, they did not know we were from Coach, so it was incredibly unbiased. Uh, and we learned so much from them. So now we are taking all of those learnings into account, not just in our incredible new marketing campaigns, but also our new positioning of our VM strategy. Um, this happened in the US, of course, same, similar work happened then around the world, in Japan, in Korea, uh, and most recently in China. Uh, and again, it's always about really... It's a little bit of a blend, right? We use the word global. So there is mm -hmm. more of a global vision, but then there is a local approach. So really having an idea, but then really workshopping it with the, with the regional marketing teams and creative teams to really define and make sure it works for the consumer. Again, there could be some small nuances even across Asia that can be quite impactful, but I would say customer is king. Well, I should not say customer, I should say consumer. The okay. consumer is king because again, it's not just about them really just shopping with us. It's about them spending time with us or even just shopping with us online, looking them up on our Instagram. That's good enough. Mm -hmm. Incredible this is. And um, consumers are definitely at the center of attention here. With globalization, I'm sure a lot goes into ensuring the staff um, in each geo understands the nuances that come with visually presenting the product in the way that you want. So let's talk about how Coach provides training to its staff to ensure they can effectively bring the brand's visual experience vision to life. And I think the successful implementation of visual experiences frequently depends on the skills and knowledge of the in-store personnel. What, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, you you you're definitely asking a really good question here because at the end of the day, we can have such a great design, but if it's not executed correctly, then we're back to square one, right? So um first and foremost, we have an incredibly talented VM team here in New York that kind of sets direction. Uh we have monthly direction that come out for all channels of distribution. So whether it's retail, whether it's outlet, whether it's the wholesale channel. Uh, and then we have really strong VM teams around the world. They're based in their own geo um, markets, whether it's the Europe team, the US team, the China team, Korea, Japan, Singapore, you name it. Uh, we have uh, we have um, people on the ground that can really understand and make it happen. Of course, we do not have VMs in every store because we have uh, over a thousand locations globally. But what we do is like train the trainer, right? So we make sure that the direction is very clear. Um, that the direction is easy to understand for somebody that is not in the VM world, right? Like if I think about a store manager, if I think about a sales associate, 
they don't have the same background that my team has. So we try and break down things to to be very simple to understand. And I think we have created a lot of training programs, whether it comes to, for example, how do you flow a store? How do you zone the store? Uh, approach to styling, approach to merchandising. So we have a, a core package of training and then we have monthly guidelines that support more the newness that comes into the store. So I think it's a little bit of a combination. Um, and to be honest with you, I think we never stop training. Uh, it's really an ongoing process. Um, and then we bring teams together, like every time when I travel, you know, I'm always on the road. Um, I always bring people together and I make sure that I have, I, I kind of make the best out of the time in the field. Even when anyone from the corporate team travels, we try and bring more people together so they can actually learn. Uh, and then they bring the learnings back to their store and then the store brings learnings back to their staff. So it's a little bit of a chain reaction there. So but I think we have a pretty good system. I think the store staff are definitely at the heart of this because they are they are our brand ambassadors. They spend time with the customer every single day. So we want to make sure that they they breed the coach values inside out. Fantastic. And that's really incredible. And finally, what areas does the coach intend to explore when it comes to visual innovation? That's a very big question. I'm not sure I can share the, the actual answer, but I'll try and be a little vague. Is that okay? Yeah. Uh, so um, as I mentioned before, I think uh, my team has definitely learned how to test and learn since the pandemic. Uh, so we are going to continue to experiment. Uh, but with the consumer at the heart of it. I think that's definitely for me key uh, as part of our long long-term strategy. Uh, and also with this idea of like global look, I think those are for me the two new ones that can definitely set us apart uh, from the rest of the industry. And then of course, community, community, community. I think that's definitely key because we want to bring people together. At the end of the day, Coach is that type of brand, right? We are uh, we are the brand for everybody. Uh, and I think I love to see some of those stories when you have the mother that has a coach bag. And now you also have the daughter that have the coach bag and they go out together. I think that's for me the biggest form of success. Uh, so, uh, and we can only do that by really understanding both, right? So, uh, but loads more to come from us uh, in this vein of experimentation. I think that's the key word for me. And that sounds lovely, Germany. And we wish you the very best in this journey. Um, I think it's time for a quick rapid fire. Are you ready for this? I am ready. I hope I am. Let's see. <laughs> Let's get started then. What's your favorite travel destination since you travel a lot? Uh, do you know what? It's funny. I was telling a friend of mine that I've not been to Mars. So maybe the next place <laughs> will be Mars if I can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a tea or a coffee person? Oh my God, coffee. I have way too much coffee. My team literally... <laughs> jokes about it because by the time it's 8 a.m i've had four coffees i'm in i'm a morning bird so i mean i just said this is my third and it's 9 30. oh my god <laughs> okay so what's your go-to comfort food italian of course mm, lovely beach vacation or mountain getaway i would say mountain yeah mm. i love the the hikes i love the walks i love the views i love nature lovely what's your all-time favorite book well, I've just uh, finished uh, another leadership book. I'm obsessed with leadership book, motivational books. I mean, some people think I could be a motivational speaker one day, but uh, I love everything about leadership and people management and that side of things. So I know it feels a little nerdy, but that's it. Lovely. And who is your biggest inspiration? I think my dad. 
Mm -hmm. I think my dad, I think my dad is the reason why I'm here. I think my dad is the reason why I keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. He pushed me out of Italy at a young age and he still believes in me. So yeah, I would say my dad. Amazing. And that brings us to the end of this episode, Javani. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today. Any final remarks or thoughts um, you'd like to leave to our audience with today? Maybe, maybe one, you know, do you know what I know? I know the, you know, the environment is quite competitive out there, but you know, one of the things that I always wake up in the morning and think about is like, have fun along the way, right? Mm -hmm. I think what we do is so, it just brings so much joy to consumer, especially when you connect with them emotionally, but have fun with it, right? Have fun with it. Like, or make mistakes, take risks, uh, do things that have not been done before, like go through the uncharted territory. I think that's where experimentation and innovation is all about. Uh, but I definitely take pride in the fun piece of it uh, and also really spending the time with the team. So it is hard work, but it's also fun work. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. with. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, all the best. Great. We'll be back with more episodes of the Retail Podcast by Bureau.ai. Don't miss out on this immersive journey through the future of retail. Find the Retail Podcast by Bureau AI on our website or wherever you listen to your podcasts and stay on top of the game. Until next time, I'm your host, Kritika Anand. Bye.